they brought spam and syphilis. This is a Rational Confidence Conversation podcast between myself, I'm Nicholas, and my best buddy, Brandon. Yo, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm ready to record a podcast. Yeah, I bet you are. Whew. Man, I am I am ready. So if on a normal podcast, I'm at like an energy level, you know, 50 uh-huh. out of 100. Yeah. I'm about 80, 90 right now. Oh. I uh, just got back from CrossFit, and if we had smell vision, you would not enjoy it because I have not showered, but that's what the magic of the radio is. You got to smell and for radio. That, uh, and that, uh, that you don't need it, so we're good to go. Awesome. And as, as far as you know, I am uh, I just jumped out of the shower, and I'm a sweet-smelling boy. I like it when you just get out of the shower. <laughs> So I'm ready, man. Uh, Let's try to keep this one on track. (laughs) Yes, this is the On the Rails podcast. (laughs) On the Rails. Yeah, we're missing the the State of the Union for this. What? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, let them them talk. I'm sure everyone will uh, explain to me what happened on Twitter tonight. Yeah. My Twitter was already starting to explode when I turned it off for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually, it's, it's an event catching up. Uh, after after we record, you know what? If it's not Jed Bartlett giving the State of the Union, I really don't care. Who's Jed Bartlett? Oh, you obviously that, don't watch is that the West, West Wing? Wing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See that? See, at least I knew you knew who to reference at that point. I just don't watch it. You know, I just never watched you, it. That was it was out when I was in college. I wasn't into that. I when didn't I was watch in it then either. I, I'm catching up on Netflix. So I was into cheap liquor and loose women. That's about it. There's a joke there somewhere. Nothing? Nothing? <laughs> that was crickets. That was terrible. Crickets. Oh, crickets. let's go back and redo that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gone. It's, the moment has passed. It's it's in the ether. It's in the so. ether. Wow. Um, so so let's, let's, let's have a let's show. Let's do a show. Well, well, yeah, we're here. I mean, we're already here. Yeah, we're already here. We're already recording. Why not? We're, yeah, we're recording. You know, I've got some notes, you know. So oh, I got why some don't notes we just, for you, bro. Why don't we just talk about let's something? Let's do some stuff. Yeah, maybe someone will listen. Maybe someone will download. How about some uh, some news and follow up? You know what? I love it when you talk dirty <laughs> to me about news and follow up. Oh, what do you got for me? Uh, so number one on news and follow up is uh some app. Yeah. Um, you were let into the world of mailbox this past week. I was. I got in on uh, day two. Excellent. Because. Uh, I don't know how many people. When I finally got in, it was saying like almost six hundred thousand people had signed up, and I was uh, when I when they started letting people in, I was like number thirty one hundred or something like that, and that's because I signed up in like September. Are you kidding? No, me? I signed up as soon as they announced. Why it. didn't you tell anybody about this? Uh, I, I feel like I I feel like that tweet you sent, that snarky tweet about this is why you signed up very early. Snarky, R- little rubbed me a little the wrong way because there was uh, no preface. You to know that. the thing and about it is, I signed up for it and I completely forgot about it until they sent me the mm-hmm. text and they were like, "Oh, you're number three thousand in line," and mm-hmm. I was like, 3,000? Holy crap! I'm gonna have to wait forever." Yeah, and then we had like we've had fifteen episodes. Since you've signed up for Mailbox, I, I, and I nary, it. I nary got a uh, a heads up. Nary on that. a heads and up to be found. Nary, nary a heads up to be found. And I'm just telling you, I'm a little bitter about that. Well, and so, when Cinco de Mayo comes this year, you, you know, you're gonna remember. Maybe, that. It may be affecting, maybe affecting what you get. <laughs> Am I gonna get substantially less than I get most years? 
Uh, right. So yeah, mailbox. It's I. I honestly have no idea where they are on letting people in. They. It seemed to be that they were letting people in faster and faster, and so I'm sure they're they're getting along. But uh, it's a really cool service. It's basically it like it uh, pulls your Gmail account and your your emails onto their servers, and they let you kind of parse what you see a little bit better. And the cool thing about it is it lets you really easily like. Um, I guess kind of delay an email and like send it off into the server and then it comes back when you want to see it. And the cool thing about it is because they have access to your Gmail account, it doesn't just come back on, on their service in their app. It comes back everywhere your Gmail, you have Gmail. So on your iPad, on your Mac, on your, you know, on gmail.com. So it, it's really cool. It's a really neat service. I'll put, um, a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, it sounds like a little video know, that talks about how it works. It's really cool. Nothing, uh, nothing better than having uh, all of my Gmails not on one server now for the for all of time, uh-huh. but now on two, now on two yep, servers. All those sensitive emails <laughs> now they're on this server service too. Just in case something goes wrong with Gmail, that's you know, right. They yeah, lo- they're and they up. lose and they lose everything. Yeah, thank um, God, thank God for Mailbox. Yeah, I do. I, the The service is free, um, at least for now. I don't know how they're gonna make money, but um, but it is free, and they do need complete and total access to your Gmail account. So there's that. <laughs> that sounds a little do they do like a white glove test or uh do they need access to everything yeah they need everything i had to because okay. i have body cavity search oh, yeah. oh well if you ask nicely two two fingers or three um uh, well you're not that far you know, you're, not, you're not that flexible if you'd asked me that like last year this time i would have said two but um all, right, all those days at the y now <laughs> you're uh you've gotten, gotten a little bit more, a lot more uh, limber a little more penetration yeah so, so, so mailbox, mailbox, sign up for it if you have Gmail. Uh, right now, it's only for Gmail. Um, okay. But they said they're going to roll it out to any IMAP-enabled email service. So, eventually, it should work with uh, Apple's email and a few other services. But um, right now, it's just Gmail. So. Okay, cool. Well, now, the interesting thing is while we're waiting... Uh, in queue for this because we all didn't uh, get the memo in September to sign up for this. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, while I was trolling the site, I came across uh, another one of their apps that they have had released. And I don't even know when this came out. I hadn't heard about it. It's called Orchestra. Yep. And wow, what a really nice task list to do app. Yeah, I had never even heard of it until you said something about it. And it's amazeballs. Yeah, and I just, you know, it was a free app, so I was like, what the deuce? Doesn't, you know, that's awesome. So I will try a free app, as most people would, and, uh, you know, give it a shot. Because I use things like the Things app mm-hmm. a lot. And I know we talked about that on our app, our app episode, but it really helps me manage my daily to-dos with work, with personal, with, like, you know, daily, weekly chores, you know, trash and stuff like that that I have to remember to put out what day of what week and, you know, recycling's every other day and all this crap that I don't feel like remembering um and i usually use things to do that and so i was like let me let me try orchestra really nice really smooth pretty app uh you can organize things by different lists so i have a personal list i have a work list we have a list for the podcast the uh, the one really nice feature though i like about it is that it does, has like a walkie-talkie function mm-hmm. for for adding things so kind of like siri um so you'll just hold it down and say you know buy milk today or don't forget to send Nick a birthday card. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm not and getting one this get... year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, see the first, see the three minutes ago on the podcast. <laughs> you can delete that task. 
<laughs> so uh, you add that on, it, and it'll you know voice to voice to text on there, and you can decide what what place you want it, uh, what list you want it in, and then you swipe to the right, and you can have it set for today. You can have it set for soon, which is usually like three days or less, depending on how you function it. Um, someday, or you could put in a specific date. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really nice because I have like for work some administrative stuff like expense reports I got to do, and I'll have it. I could actually specifically put in like the first and the fifteenth of the month. Yeah. Um, even though it wasn't on the same, you know, it doesn't fall on the same day, like every two weeks. Yeah. That's really nice. that it lets you pick which day of the month. Yeah. Like so it's, so it really, that was really nice for what I wanted to do with it. And then the other really cool thing is, so if it's, if the thing is, okay, call, call the doctor's office to get lab results or whatever. Um, and if you have your doctor in there, then it'll say, you know, call Dr. Smith and, It'll actually put a hyperlink there in the task, so when it comes up to do it, and all you have to do is click on the hyperlink, and it will call Doctor Smith. It's awesome. So that's uh, pretty yeah. cool. Nice functionality of using the phone's features uh, within the app, and uh, you know, for a free app, I think it it uh, does a nice job of uh, managing your tasks. Yeah, your I like thoughts? It. Um, I've been using it. I had been using OmniFocus, um, but OmniFocus is. Gosh, it's like um for for what I need, it's like serious overkill. And um orchestra seems to fit me a lot better. The other thing I really like is that I can I got my wife has it too and we are we're contacts on there so we can assign each other things. So like, you know, uh if I need to pick up the kid from daycare today, she can put a reminder on there, you know. It's not necessarily oh a task, you know, you need to do this, but just so that I can have a pop-up reminder that only pops up on my phone, unlike the reminders app, it only pops up on my phone that it's something I need to do. So that's really nice. Nice. So she doesn't get, you know, reminded about all the crap that she's making you do. Right. Exactly. She can just remind me about all the crap she's reminding me to do. Nice. So, so I'm going to go ahead and delete this app. (laughs) So wait a minute. This app is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this app. No, it's pod, really good, and I, I have to say a big official thank you to you for uh, for, for hey, pointing that hey, out. That's nice. No problem. Yeah, I just uh, you know I'm uh, always uh, looking for some new apps, and it's, sometimes it's hard to kind of you know with all the apps that are out there, it's it's hard to really keep up with the ones that are coming out, and especially if you get used to using some things and you're not really out looking. You know, I wasn't out looking for a task app because I was you know pretty happy with the one I was using mm-hmm. and uh, but you know that I just came across that one looks pretty good and just uh, caveat though I think I mentioned it to you is that so I guess they signed off or handed off uh, developer access and rights to another third-party company because of this mailbox launch right so hopefully uh, it'll con- you know continue with the consistency and moving forward but again it's a free app so what do you got to lose give it a test run if you use uh, task list managers on a daily basis you know give it a shot see uh, if it works as well or, or better than what you're you're currently using so yeah word so more more follow-up and news uh, we want to talk about art for a second this is the this is the daily art segment <laughs> yeah art so this is uh we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about art here. We're gonna put the lights down a little bit and talk about art. Let's get so, comfortable. Art's on a cruise right art now. Art is on a cruise. He's on spending a, on a cruise spending your his, inheritance with his wife. Right? Spending with my mother. Spending with, my inheritance with his wife. We made it sound like he has like a gold digger. You know, they, they are spending my inheritance. So, <laughs> um, so hopefully he's not on the carnival triumph. He is Tell not me. on. Thankfully, they are not on the carnival triumph. 
Okay, did you see this before I sent you this article? I did. I did. I saw it on, uh, uh, I don't know if it's CNN or NPR or something, but I did see it. It's horrible. So for our lovely listeners at home, uh, the Carnival Triumph had a fire in their engine room. Yes. So they are, Spoke. were current, were at, until I guess yesterday or today where they were getting towed in, were drifting in the Gulf of Mexico because the fire knocked out their propulsion system. Yeah, it was supposed to be, what, a four-day cruise ending on yep. Sunday, and they're still out there? Yeah. And so, this is Tuesday night. I think they said passing, they might get back tomorrow. Yeah, the passengers can only hope they get back tomorrow because they're reporting sewage in the hallways, yep. flooded rooms, mm-hmm. no AC, and they're dragging mattresses to the open deck to stay cool and away from the smell. There's no air conditioning. Passengers are also asked to poop in bags <laughs> yes. and urinate in the showers due to lack of functioning toilets. Can you imagine a better cruise than this? Are you saying that you don't urinate in the shower? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's, that's not just a suggestion. It's a way of life. <laughs> it's all pipes. So yeah, this is, this is horrendous. And wow. They're going to give them, they're, they're, they were going to tow them to some town in Mexico, but they can't make it there. <laughs> and just, and sell them into slavery. And sell them into Mexican slavery. They can't make it. The tugs apparently can't get them there because of the way the, the tides and the currents are or something. So they're taking them to, to Mobile, Alabama, I think it said. And they're going to fly them back home uh, on Carnival's dime, obviously. They're going to give them a full refund for the cruise and for, it didn't say which, but for certain like purchases on board. And they're going to give them every one of so, them a voucher for a new cruise. So, like the Johnny Walker Blue. I, I have a feeling you don't get a refund on that. No, I think you do. I think you're pissed if you're like, "Shit, I was going to buy that on the first oh, day." Man, I'd I'd stock up. Well, it's the thing is that you know usually you wait you know you wait till you wait till the last wait, day. Wait till the last day. They want to carry it around or have it in their room or whatever. And uh, so they're like, son of a, should have bought it the first should've day, then that. I would have got reimbursed. Well, what does that Blue. typically run? What does the 750 of that run? Uh, uh, here it runs about 250. Jeez. On a cruise, you can get it for about 160, 170. That would have been nice. Yeah. I would have. They have a. Uh, we were in. I want to say St. Thomas, but it could be wrong. And we, my wife and I, were in a liquor store looking for liquor. As you do. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I lost you there. Yeah, we were looking for liquor in a liquor store, and uh, they had a a Johnny Walker Blue King Louis the Sixteenth Edition, and it has like little crystal studs on the bottle. And it's like this really nice, but it's sixteen hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So that's just you know like uh, a month's paycheck at uh, at the in the pharmacy world, right? Uh, I maybe maybe a week's paycheck. <laughs> I don't talk about money. Yeah. <laughs> money, politics, religion. None of the above. Maybe is that a day's paycheck? Yeah, so, I know. What kind of drugs are you pushing? Moving on to another topic. Uh, but yeah, this okay. is this is disgusting, like what these passengers are having to kind of live through. It's just, and like there there's no like you would think, oh well they could, you know, bring some if it was just a part or something, they could bring somebody on and fix it. But it was an actual fire in the engine room, so they can't fix it. They gotta take it out of service. Wow. And so they're having to tug them in with tugboats. It's just, it's horrible. Insane. So. Insane. Hopefully my wife doesn't see this story. She doesn't, she didn't love, I mean, we had a great time on our honeymoon on our cruise, but she got a little seasick and. Well, she would seriously get seasick if there's diarrhea on the floor. 
And I don't think I get my money's worth from her anymore if I took her on a cruise because I don't think she would drink a ton and she definitely wouldn't eat what I, you know, the amount of portions that, that I would eat on the cruise given that it was all inclusive. I don't think, uh, I don't think, you know, I think they're making money off of her and, you know, losing money on me. So they're probably breaking even. There you go. I mean, and that's what it all is, right? I mean, it's this, you know, complicated equation about how much they can charge to oh, get yeah. you all inclusive and how many people are eating eight lobster tails at dinner. Yes, I ate eight lobster tails one night for dinner. That's not um, it was dude, it's all meat. It's no fat. Yeah, I all, pro- all protein. I heard somewhere, I can't remember if it was on a show or in a book or something, but most of these cruises when they when they leave port, even with all the money you've paid them, they're they're losing money until you buy stuff and spend money in the casino. So it's all the ancillary stuff. It's just like, you know, let's, let's use your life's analogy. Let's use the pharmacy. And I know you work from home, but I mean, you look at a CVS or a Walgreens, they're making very, very little at the, for actual drugs. They're making all their money for everything else they sell in that place. And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. My lovely wife, who's not feeling the best right now, she was diagnosed with a little sinusitis. So she goes, she gets her prescription for, Levaquin, antibiotic, whatever, goes to the pharmacy, pays zero mm-hmm. for the prescription because we have, you know, we've got our HRA plan or whatever. So it doesn't play anything for the prescription, but free drugs. Some, but somehow walks out of uh, CVS with a seventy dollar bill. There you go. There you there's go. there's uh, capitalism you at need work. Some, you need a couple up, couple issues of Cosmo <laughs> and some 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 Nyquil. Some she got a fruit juice. Bu- she got a big old bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> a magnum of NyQuil. Yeah, the green, too. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with the green NyQuil? And she was like, I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see another one. Why did you let me buy NyQuil? And I was like, this you is your me. fault, Brandon. I, clearly. See, I love how she, she turns this around on me. He's like, why did you let me buy NyQuil? And I was like, I didn't know you were buying NyQuil. I wasn't there. This is all your fault. I hope you oh. feel bad about this. Yeah, then she goes to take the swig of the green. She's like, this is awful. And I was like, no shit. Yeah, I'm it's okay green, with cough It's green NyQuil. You're okay with the green NyQuil? Yeah, I'm all right with it. Seriously. I don't mind cough syrup. I don't mind cough syrup, but I don't like the green. Give me the cherry. Uh, no? Yeah. Uh, I'm just... Ugh, I can't do the green, man, but <laughs> I'm going to have to now because I have a big-ass bottle of it in my <laughs> You're house. You're going to have to start serving it at parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going out. You want a shot? You want a rum and coke? You want uh, Here, drink you, know, this. An, you want an angry orchard? No, you're gonna have some Nyquil and you're gonna like it. I'm gonna make some Miami Vice with that. Ugh. Well, it's uh, here's hoping that uh, Art comes home safe and sound without sewage in his ears. Yeah, seriously. I don't think they're on the sewage cruise, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's always important. I think you, you have to you pay extra for that. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or or maybe that's not. a German cruise. Um, oh, so wow. uh. We got we got a couple more pieces of news and notes. Okay, so that let's we move can it right along. Get this back on track. Um, one real super quick thing: you and I talked about Skyfall when we went to go see it. Um, mm, and that was we talked a whole episode. Loved on that. it. I heard, I got some good feedback on that episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. I think all the add-ins were really fun. I think the, uh, the episode was even better than the film. Mm. But the film was really good. And today you can go get it on Blu-ray. Boom. Boom. So you can, this is what I recommend is that you do a pot, you go back and listen to the episode, episode 007. Yep. And then watch the movie. Good idea. Good idea. 
Excellent. I think you'll be able to, you know, it's been a couple months. Highly you know, recommend. The, hol- the holidays, family time, really kind of burn people out. May have forgotten what we talked about, all the really uh, pertinent and um, masterful commentary that we uh, conducted on that episode. So why don't you do your yourself and your ears a... Uh, your ear holes a favor and just uh, listen to that beautiful footage. Um, <laughs> that beautiful podcast holes. footage. Stick it in your ear holes again and it'll be just like the first time. You should go back and listen to the entire oeuvre <laughs> of Irrational <laughs> I celebrate his entire catalog. Entire catalog. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they actually, you could buy it on iTunes uh, last week, which I did, um, but you couldn't buy it on Blu-ray, I think, until today and you couldn't mm. rent it on iTunes until today, but you could buy it last week. So, oh, okay. Whatever. Interesting. I was going to buy so, it anyway, uh, so I just bought it on iTunes. There you go. Excellent. Get your Skyfall on. Get your Skyfall on. So, um, the other thing uh, before we move on to actual content is uh, Simple Bracket. We talked about it a little bit last week. The uh, the new app that's coming out for managing your uh, NCAA March Madness brackets. They have hit their uh, Kickstarter goal and surpassed it. So, the app will oh, be funded. right. Yeah, here's yes. some. Uh, why don't you uh, throw a little awesome sauce there? Right Ray. there. Excellent, yes. excellent. Way to go, Simple Bracket. I uh, I made my contribution. I did as well. Excellent. I think it's a worthwhile cause, and uh, way to go for them. It's they're still cool. they're going strong. They're still uh, accepting donations, and why not? They are. Right? They got 21 days left. They will be funded on March 5th. And the tournament starts on March nineteenth, so they got uh, two weeks to get her done. Did, but apparently, did, uh, the app's almost done anyway. So excellent! So it'll be ready, yeah. uh, ready to ring to go for the tournament. Yep. Consequently, did you know that uh, the most popular time to get a vasectomy <laughs> is uh, is the first is the first round of March Madness when you've got all all uh, four games? Believe Thursday, it or not, I did know that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm not going to tell you po- how I knew that, time. but I did know that. <laughs> most popular time. So uh, if you're uh, if you're out there and you're popping kids out left and right, and you're thinking about uh, hanging hanging it up, then uh, no better time than March Madness and sit on your ass for uh, three days and do nothing but watch basketball and be okay with it. You know, we have some friends that could take that advice. Yes, I'm just saying. Yes, we. Yes, some we. Very do. fertile friends. <laughs> let's move on. That's <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's repopulate the world. That's that's all good. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, actual All right. content. Content tonight. We got uh, we got two big topics tonight. Uh, three Boom. big topics. Three. Well, uh, one's a little like a medium. Little, medium topic. Little, little, little topic. All right. Little medium, little medium topic. So topic the first. Are you ready for this, man? Yeah, man. Hit, hit me with the best shot. Buying Apple products. Boom. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is I, just a tiny little where did, topic. Where did this come from? I mean. Tiny little topic. I've, we can just fly right through this one. I if all the things that you could have said right now, buying Apple products was not what I even thought you were going to say. It was in our notes. But, <laughs> oh, you killed that joke. You killed it. You died. It's lying it's on the dead. ground, bleeding. Uh, so, um, do, would you, do you want to uh, talk about why you're interested in, in well, the Apple yes. buying cycle? So, I am, obviously, we all own lots of Mac products, um, and I myself you know, have in the last, you know, four or five years really started to ramp it up. I mean, as I've had a little bit more money to be able to do this, you know, obviously when I'm in college, I can't buy, you know, $2,000 computer. Um, Why not? That's what loans are for. (laughs) I I had loans. Uh, I I couldn't take out more loans. Um, 
So I have an iMac. I got, uh, it's, I guess it's going on almost five years now. God, maybe yeah. four years. I was a little shocked when you told me how old it was. Cause... I think it's four years this fall. I think yeah. it's four years this fall. So, um, so it's like three and a half years right now. I'm still going strong. I love it. Obviously, I've got every update uh, with the OS X. Um, you know, I've got my iPad 2, uh, gave my iPad 1 to my mama. And, uh, and then obviously I've got, I've had the iPhone 4, now the iPhone 5. Um, but I'm looking to purchase a MacBook Pro. Yeah. And so I reached out to my bud, uh, my Mac genius, Dr. Ford on the other end of the, the radio waves. And, you know, I was kind of wanted to gauge his thoughts on when I should purchase. I mean, that's the, you know, obviously what it really comes down to is with with Apple products because you got that window where, you know, you buy it and then if you're too close to the end of that cycle or the beginning of a new cycle and a month later it comes out for the same price but it's faster, it's got yeah. a better chip, it's got more memory, it does this, it, right, it, you know, makes funny faces at you and uh, tells you the weather in 18 languages and before it only told you in 15 languages. Yeah. And that I'm not happens. cool with that. I want I want 18 languages. <laughs> I want them all. I want them all. Domo arigato. You know, I actually have a program on my Mac at, just as a side Niha in doa. Niha. Niha. Dude, you're learning Cantonese for her? <laughs> so I actually have a program on my... This is apropos of, of only that you mentioned the languages um, that actually cleans out all the extra languages to free up hard drive space. Ah, yeah, look at that. Kind of neat. So you, you, have a, you have a problem with hard drive space? <laughs> Not anymore. I don't really use it anymore. <laughs> so, so, oh, so we both sewed. Okay, ah. so here's the thing. So I looked at, um, obviously, I'm sure you're more, you're more familiar with the Mac Rumors uh, website, MacRumors.com. I visited a few hundred times a day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a buyer's guide site that I thought was really nice that I hadn't great utilized, utilized before. It really just shows you with all the devices, you, you scroll down iMac, iPad mini, iPad, iPod touch, iPod nano, Mac mini, iPhone, MacBook air, Mac pro, MacBook pro. So all this stuff. And then within that, um, you've got a little, uh, window that shows, you know, if it was just updated, should you buy it now? Um, how, likely are they going to be to release something you know buy it it says uh a lot of them say you know recommendation buy now just updated mm -hmm. for the ipad mini um for the ipod touch it says neutral uh mid product cycle and um you know for the macbook pro it says don't buy update soon last release june 11th so that's a nice way to look at and then it really shows you uh it shows you the last, geez, four years of yeah. recent releases and how many days it was in between releases. Really nice. So it shows that it updated in June of 2012, and then before that, October of 11, February of 11, April of 2010, and then June of 2009. Um, so I just think that's a nice consolidation of information. And even at the top, it has uh, like a traffic light, green, yellow, red mm -hmm. of the devices, just a kind of a cliff's notes of what you should and shouldn't buy at this point. So obviously, you know, looking at this, you know, kind of gives me an easy indication that I should wait till June yeah. to get, to get the MacBook pro. Yeah. I was going to run through a few of these things just to kind of give our listeners a little heads up if they're in the market. Sure. Um, so why not? You know, I, I think that's a great public service that public we can provide is what it is. And, yeah. um, but yeah, most of this information, I, I, there are several places where you can get this info. Mac rumors is a really good one. 
Um, you can also get a lot of the news stuff from iMore and from uh, Apple Insider, and there's a few other sites. Um, but Mac Rumors, the buying guide at, at or the buyer's guide at Mac Rumors is is really good because it does consolidate all that info together. So we'll just run through some of the Apple products and and go through some recommendations of whether you should buy them or not. So the big daddy, the iPhone. You have an iPhone. You have an information telephone, do you not? I do have an information telephone, well, and I I got my information telephone in uh, October. Yeah, actually, well, if you're if you're wanting to be technical about it, I got my first one in October uh, before the incident. Right, that the incident. It's just it's just referring it to as the incident, the incident. and uh, I got this phone in December with my uh, Apple Care. So I and MacRumors.com say bye. If you need a phone, buy it. Um, buy it. Buy, 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 buy. This is like, uh, what's his name, Jim Cramer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of mad money, this is mad <laughs> Apple stuff. Um, buy, 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 buy. So, yeah, they probably, if if you can go by their past record, they probably will come out with something like a 5S or something uh, in six or eight months. What would what do you think that would uh, entail? Like, I think it would be... The, an, what would the S An incremental include? adjustment, like... To maybe, the processor? Yeah, maybe a faster processor. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of extra functionality. Okay. Um, you might see, you know, I, I think it'll be a performance bump, much like the 4S was over the 4. Okay. Um, But, I mean, I can't, I, obviously I don't know what I don't know, but I don't see any, like... Why the hell not? Sorry. <laughs> you call yourself a Mac genius. <laughs> Seriously. So, um... But the the recommendation is if you need a phone or or you know your contract's up and you're looking for a new iPhone, go ahead and buy it. And if you're looking to save some money, you can get yourself a 4s for what is a hundred bucks, boom, and a four for free, boom, boom double boom, 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 boom. So boom, boom, yeah, boom. if you're not like uh, I need to spend, four's a great phone too. Four. They are great phones. Yeah, they're great. They're great phones. If you don't they... want to spend the money, get a four. I had one. It's a great phone. Yes, yes, you did. You did have one, as as most For of us a did. Long time. Boom. So, uh, yeah. So, iPhone, buy. iPad. This is the regular iPad, not the iPad Mini. I would say, um, unless you're don't don't buy, don't buy, don't yeah, buy. Unless you, for some reason, which I can't think of, absolutely need one right now. Don't buy it. Like, it's interesting that. So the iPad's kind of this wrench in the system because they've always had, you know, with the iPads, obviously since launch, they've had updates in March, April, yeah, every year, right? So and then all of a sudden, and then this this past year, they've just completely turned that on its head, right? And then they they did the updates and the Retina display and all this stuff to get this new iPad yeah, and in then October, the Thunderbolt, or the not the the not the Thunderbolt, the Lightning connector, okay, so, so, that, so yeah, so now it's interesting. Will they be updating it further? for you know for the april cycle you know, i think that they won't but i don't have any evidence for that so if you're in right. the market for an ipad if you have if you have an ipad one and you got 500 bucks burn a hole in your pocket and you got to have one now sure get one but if you have a two or a three and you're looking i just don't see the i just don't see the upside no there's no upside right now i mean it's because you're right now it's in february so you know there's going to be an announce yeah. uh, some announcement their announcement of what's going to be updated next month, right? Isn't it like mid-March? Yeah, if if it's going to be updated in April, 
there will be uh, rumors around it, and there will be an announcement about a an event. So you'll know soon. Right. So wait a month. Yeah. And uh, you know, then uh, let that money burn all the way through, and go get your iPad at that point. But I think you're going to kick yourself if you. Get the iPad now, and uh, it gets updated with a faster processor, exactly. or you know, like two cameras instead of one. You know, you want the you want two cameras. It's got two cameras. It's got a you know cheetah strapped to its back. It's got two cameras. Hmm. It's got it's a shark with freaking laser beams. <laughs> so so there's an iPad. Um, iPad Mini. Um, I would say it's still a buy, but it's starting in the next few months to be a wait because For Ethan, Retina, Retina because. The the rumor is that it might get a, a processor bump and it might get Retina, um, mm-hmm. but you know as of right now, if they go on the, the you know the yearly product release schedule, that would be in October ish. That's going to be a pretty device. Yeah, it's going to be if man they put a I've Retina had, on that. Yeah, I've had Mini Retina. I'll buy that's, it in a minute. That's going to be a pretty device. So. I would say that, you know, for at least another few months, that's a buy, especially if you don't already have an iPad. Um, if you have, like, I have a two, so for me, it's a wait. But um, if you don't have an iPad and you're looking at getting one, man, I think that iPad mini is pretty tempting right now. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it, The size is nice, but I think, like we talked about, for me, it was just the fact that it doesn't have the retina. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, even, I love my iPad too, but... I find myself doing stuff on the iPhone uh, that I could be doing on the iPad just because of the Retina display. It's so pretty, and so to see that kind of enlarged on the on the Mini, kind of the the middle ground, if you will, between the iPhone and the iPad, the iPad Mini with a Retina display would be uh, just the, the the beautiful marriage that I've always been looking for. I want one bad. I, I can tell you're Jonesing. It Jonesing. hasn't even come it hasn't even come out yet. And you want it? <laughs> hasn't even been like yeah. Like speculated as to win or anything. You're such an addict. I know. Uh, okay, so those are the those are the. Mo- I'm not going to talk about iPods and all that stuff. Um, what are that? What are those? I have no idea. Um, iMac. The iMac is a definite buy right now. They just updated them in November. Buy, 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 buy. Very much a buy. Uh, they got the the thinner case on them. They got the new Fusion Drive in it. It's it's a nice machine. It's, it's not crazy. Retina. It's crazy how much thinner. I mean, look it at it. Really I love thin. I love my iMac, and I I got the bigger display, um, you know, on it at the time, and which was nice. But it is thick compared to yeah, this new one uh, is. I mean, it, there's a bulge in the middle, but man, if you look at it, anything other than like dead on on the side, it's super thin. Yep. So, um, yeah, it doesn't have a Retina display, but the size of those displays, man, they'd have to double that price to put a Retina on it. So. I I say it's a de- it's a definite buy on those if you're looking for an iMac, um, Mac Pro. I would love to have a Mac Pro for various reasons, not least of which is the four hard drive base. But <laughs> Mac Pro hasn't been updated since. Dude, I can your Mac boner is hitting me in the face Sorry. right now. <laughs> you want me to push that down for you? <laughs> so there hasn't been an up an update since uh, there was a, a very very slight update. In last June, I believe, or the June book. Yeah, yeah. It, last says June, June. it says June 2012. Yeah, there you go. And that yeah. that update was very minor. It was a it was a small uptick in processor speed, very minor. And but then that was you know that was the first one in two years though. Yeah, said exactly. 600, 685 days was that update in June 2012. Before exactly. Then. Yeah, 
that update was very minor and it had been two years before that. This is a 2010 model computer with basically 2010 processors in it. And it is a pro level machine, but it's a three year old pro level machine. And so it's a definite do not buy this machine unless you're like working in graphics and you have to have it. So what do does that do that the, what is what's the difference between that and an iMac is it just uh, the, the ability to handle Oh heavy? yeah, much much better equipment in it. It's got a big giant um power block in it. It's got much better processors in it. It's got uh graphics cards and slots for more graphics cards and stuff. It's also got and this is what I really want. Uh as nice as all that is, it's got four hard easily accessible hard drive bays so you can sw- swap in uh, giant hard drives. I think up to three terabytes in each one. What will that set you back? Uh, depending on how you get it configured, like base price is like three and a half grand. Jesus. Yeah, it's very expensive. So do not buy one. And then you, well, and you still need a display. Yeah, you still need a display. That's the rub. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> if you hook the display I bought, I got a El Cheapo uh, HP display for like 150 bucks. But if you want to put one of those nice new Thunderbolt displays on it, that's going to cost you another grand. Tell you, it's a, you add it up, man. Yeah. It adds up. You it's ever see? Uh, do you ever watch Looney Tunes when you were a kid? Um, just every day. Okay, so you know there's a sketch where I don't know if it's Daffy. I think it's Daffy Duck and Porky Pig, and they're in a hotel. I think uh, Daffy's the like general manager of the hotel, and and Porky's staying there. Uh-huh. And so, you know, Daffy lets the lets a mouse in his room. And so then Porky's like, I got to get this mouse out. So he's like, okay, well, for $5, I'll give you a cat to get rid of the mouse. <laughs> I think I've so, seen this one, yeah. So he, gives, so he gives him the cat, and he gets rid of the mouse. But then there's this cat, and the cat won't the cat. leave. So he's like, for $10, I'll give you a dog. <laughs> so he gives him a dog. The dog chases out the cat, but then he's got to deal with the dog. And so then for, I don't know, $50, he gives him, like, a tiger or something. <laughs> and then it goes to, like, an elephant. And the, I mean, it's... It's pretty hilarious. It's that, you know, that uh, economies of scale. Oh yeah. And he's doing good money that, after bad. Right, but he's got all this he's got all this set, you know, he's got these uh he uses these air tubes like at the bank to ship <laughs> like the mouse and all the stuff into the into the into awesome. the into the room and so he's like he's there and waiting. He's got what you need to to help it, but then you don't think about that at the time, right? Right now you're all thinking about Mac Pro, Mac Pro, I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah. Not the fact that you buy it and then you're like, shit, I need another hard drive or I need a display or I need this. Exactly. But, you know, there and there's and there's the ghost of Steve Jobs ready and waiting with uh with a display for wow. you know, oh, you can have this display <laughs> for go. only a thousand dollars. Yeah, and there was um I I couldn't put my hands on the link for it, but there's an email uh after the last round of updates to the MacBook Pro, um, somebody sent Tim Cook an email and they were like, "Hey, what about the MacBook? We would really like, or the Mac Pro? How about that?" And he he replied, and they did confirm it was him. He replied that there's something I forget how he worded it, something interesting coming for fans of the Mac Pro in 2013. So something's coming this year. So definitely don't buy a Mac Pro unless you absolutely have to have it. So boom, good, especially good, at three and a half thousand dollars. Well, there you go. Exactly. All right. Now, my personal favorite, because I can't afford a Mac Pro, the Mac Mini. Oh, okay. I love the Mac Mini. I, I have a Mac Mini. It, is it like one, is it one eighth size? It's, it's mini. You know, the, uh, the, the airport or the, uh, the, um, time capsule. Yeah. Or like I have the base station, yeah. like the airport extreme. It's about that size. Okay. It's, it's like, uh, you remember, do you remember the old G4 cube? I don't know if you remember that. 
Uh, not really. Yeah, very few people bought them. It's the same footprint, but it's very since about, about like two inches tall. It's a nice machine. It's very small, and the reason it's small and cheap is because there's no display. Which it's basically, uh, it's the iMac without a display, is essentially what it is. So instead of getting a Mac Pro with no display, you're getting an iMac with no display. Okay. Um, it's a nice machine. It's got, it's got, uh, good hardware in it. It works fine. It's, it's a lot more, um, accessible to upgrade the RAM and hard drives and stuff than the iMac is because the iMac, you basically have to take the display off, which is not something I'd be willing to do. The Mac mini, you just, there's a little, uh, disc thing on the bottom. You just pop it open and get inside and screw around in there. But anyway, it's a, it's a good machine. Um, that's what cool. I'm using. It's what I record. So, so the difference with that and an iMac, I mean, it's it's still better than the iMac in terms of what it can do and handle, but not as good as the Mac Pro. It's about the same as an iMac as far okay, as performance-wise. So, what, so what's the advantage of getting a Mac Mini versus an iMac? An iMac will run you two grand. A Mac Mini will run you eight hundred bucks. Boom! Answered. There you go. Awesome. I love it. Yep. That's why I have a shitty display in a Mac Mini. Oh well. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a good you use like a like a just like a regular Dell monitor or something. Yeah, I just have this uh, uh, crappy HP monitor hooked up to it. Uh, HP. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the price was right. So um, <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. It's it's why because it's H Cause it's fucking HP. P. So yeah, the Mac Mini is a great little computer, and the 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 advantages over the iMac are it's super cheap, and it, you can get in there and and screw around with it and and add parts to it if you want. Um, that's what I've got, and that is currently mid cycle. They just updated it in, I think in June, can't remember. And but the uh, Mac Mini, yeah. The Mac Mini was updated uh, October, October of 2012. There you go. So and yeah, before, it's before that, it had been uh, 461 days. So and it usually been on a over a yearly cycle because it was June 2011, and then that was a 400 day one, and then 461 days later it was updated. There you go. And now yeah. we're now we're looking at 112 days. Yeah. So it's a definite buy, and it's a good machine. So All I right. say buy. Then we buy. got the uh, the MacBook Airs. Um, they're mid cycle, but they're do people buy. Starting do people to get buy those? Yeah. Apparently, really? I mean, they're not, I've never messed with one, but apparently they're nice machines. Well, don't like at that point. Wouldn't you just prefer to have an iPad? Well, yeah. See, me personally, yeah, I would. I mean, if you're going, if obviously the people that are buying a MacBook Air are buying it for the weight issue, right? And the fact to have something that's yeah. Well, the thing to me is, if you if you need a full laptop because you need to do something more than an iPad can do, then you're probably going to need more than a MacBook Air. You're probably going to need a MacBook Pro, right? So, and, or even better, a Retina, Retina MacBook, MacBook Pro, which we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, so yeah, MacBook Air, it's starting to get close to the end of that cycle. I think, um, I read that they, they possibly might update those in Q2 of 2013. The thing is, they're probably not going to have Retina on those this year. On the, so, on the MacBook, MacBook Airs. Airs. Is there an issue why that, Cause it, because it's such a thin display? Yeah, that... it's so thin and they'd have to add weight and it goes against like the laws of physics. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So they have to do you have to create a singularity. So unless you're like a huge fan of the MacBook Air, um, I really wouldn't recommend. I mean, it, if there was no such thing as an iPad, I could see getting one, but I just buy buy a nice iPad. Screw that. Um, so then we get to the last of our recommendations, the MacBook Pro. 
Boom. This is a nice machine. I owned a I MacBook waited, Pro. I, I've waited patiently for this one. Yeah, I owned a MacBook Pro for a while. It was a good machine. Um, they apparently, you know, they've got the Retina now, the MacBook Pro with Retina display. And they've got a 13 and a 15 inch option. Right. right. The rumor is, though, that if you wait until this summer, you wait until June, that they're all going to go Retina. They're all so right now. Oh, so you only have a retina so option. Only retina. Okay, and yeah. what's I feel like that's that wasn't so much of a decision for me. I feel like if I was going to get it, I wanted retina because I know how much I love it on the phone, and I, yeah. I would regret it every day if I didn't get it. For me, it was you know the thirteen versus the fifteen, and I I'll find myself leaning more toward the thirteen inch. Yeah. Um. The the people that I've read talking about it online have said that first of all they say that the retina is amazing absolutely amazing and that it's it's worth every penny and then i've also seen a lot of people say that of the the 11 13 15 size of apple laptops apple notebooks that the 13 seems to really fit people better like a sweet spot yeah and that there are some people that really want the 15 there's some people that really want the 11 but most people find that the 13 really fits them well and i totally i think i could really understand and people that would want a 15-inch MacBook Pro if they're really... I mean, obviously, it's a serious piece of hardware, and you can yeah. do some serious video, photo editing, and, and a lot of professional stuff with it. And so people that need that extra space and need that extra uh, ability to have the hardware to do it then have that option. But I think for me, what I'm looking for is just a little more functionality than I can get within, with an iPad um, with a pretty display and get some more computer functional... Uh, activities then uh for, but for you know for me the 13 inch will get the job done watching movies you know email yep. internet um some occasional photo editing if i want it especially um, with that retina display i mean that's just right. gonna be man watching a movie on that thing it's gonna be well, i think just it's gonna be nice and then you know editing photos on a trip like i do i mean i do it now like with the ipad and camera connection mm -hmm. but it'd be pretty to do that right there on the on the um the MacBook Pro and uh, just, you know, edit, get that all out. And then I can just, you know, send them on out right away for my trip. Yep. Super cool. Cool. Yeah, so wait, so wait would, on the Mac. Your recommendation is to wait on the MacBook Pro. Wait until June. Looks like wait. June is going to be the time to around the, uh, around the WWDC conference. So, okay. MacBook Pro is a no buy. A Repeat. No MacBook buy Pro is a no Especially no don't buy. buy one that's non retina. Cause it looks like they might all be going retina. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you don't like, want to be the la you don't want to be the last one on the on the non retina no, bus. Definitely not. And it also looks like that the price points will be about the same or less. So nice. you'd really be upset if you well, bought one. Well, and that's the thing is because <laughs> you always you see that is that they they'll come out with the next version and it's a faster processor and it's either the same price or it's less yeah, money, a few hundred dollars less. You're like son which of is, a bitch. Which is why a site like this is extremely important. Yeah. To continually monitor if you're if you're plugging that kind of money into it, I mean you're talking for a Mac, you know the MacBook Pros going to run you close to two Gs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you get what you want in it, if you get any upgrades in it, so that's the other thing with the uh, with the new MacBook Pro with the Retina. If you want to upgrade the RAM or the hard drive, you almost have to do it through Apple because most of that stuff's not user serviceable anymore in that thing. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, very, so you're very gonna, smart. You're going to want to go ahead and pony up the dough. If you want a bigger hard drive or more RAM, go ahead and pay Apple to do it because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. Again, the ghost of Steve Jobs. Yep. Keeping, it, keeping it in the family. So, well played, sir. But you'll, uh, you also will know that it's done right and that it's 
you know, installed correctly and your system will be fine. And so that's good too. Yeah. So, well, and it well, doesn't excellent. cost that much more. So there you go. It's all, it's all worth it in the end. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, Hey, you can't take it. You can't take it with you. That's you know? what he said. You can't take it with you. You might as well enjoy it while you, while you're here. Exactly. On Money this, was on this money's made for spending. Amen to that. So there you go. So, um, we'll put the link to the, uh, the, uh, Mac rumors buyer's guide site in the show notes. So you can check cool. it. I highly recommend bookmarking that bad boy and going back every few weeks and checking it out. Yeah. It's a nice, so. uh, way station for everything you need to know. Yeah. I mean, and as someone that, you know, hasn't checked that out re- with regularity before, it is a nice uh, thing to look at as opposed to just going on like Google, you know, and do news or whatever to find out what the latest is and go right there. And they, people looks like they're getting paid uh good money to do it for you. So, yeah, there's a lot support, of crap on the internet. Support them. <laughs> Done. Mac Rumors. Go to their website. Uh, do it. So, boom. That was a that was a nice little segment there, man. Yeah, it almost well, sounded well, like we knew what we were talking about. Well done. Can we uh, can we talk about this? Uh, what day is today? It's still today for another couple hours. It's February twelfth. It is February twelfth. It's uh, pitchers and catchers. It is pitchers and catchers day. Boom. We can get a little. Can we get a little. Uh, Take me out to the ball game? Yeah, we can. Excellent. I don't care if I ever get back for this for the Red Sox. If they know it, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes you're out at the old ball game. One, two, three strikes you're out at Awesome. The old it is here. <laughs> it, is, it is here. It has arrived. Spring training. Let's oh, do it. it. It just feels new, you know, feels like good. a like a newborn baby. Hey, guess coming, what? Coming into the world. Guess guess who's guess who's not working for the Boston Red Sox anymore? Uh, John Lackey. <laughs> a, a guy can hope. No, uh, I was gonna go with Bobby Valentine. Yes. Ah. Oh. And uh, Josh Beckett. How sweet it is yeah. to not have Bobby V. And, oh, uh, look at this. I'm gonna go right now. I'm gonna go right now to the tweet that I saved. I favorited it. Oh, um, I favorited the tweet from ESPN Boston. Should we put a, this in the show notes? 131 days ago, Bobby V just got fired. <laughs> I, I swear, it's still it's right here. I love it from ESPN Boston. That's it's, awesome. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, I I read an interview today. I, well, I skimmed through it uh, by uh, David Ortiz. He showed up at camp early, and uh, well, most of the guys showed up at camp. Uh, uh, Pete Abraham actually sent out a tweet earlier tonight that by his unofficial count, 53 of the 59. Uh, major league players and invitees are at camp already, even though they don't have to be. So it's a pretty good Excellent. turnout. And some of those guys are playing the world baseball classic. Some of those guys have, um, are recovering from injuries. So it's only, I only have six guys not yet, not there yet. That's pretty good. So, so let's talk about some things that we're, we need to be excited about this year. Obviously, okay. you John know, we Lackey. talked about, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> give me, give me a second. <laughs> gotta work okay. your way up to it. I gotta work my way to him. So, uh, you know, Bobby V, we got to kind of cleanse, right? We got to have this yeah. this cleansing right now because obviously I was I was never on board with this, and yeah. you kind of you weren't in the beginning, but I think you got sucked into the dark I did. side. I did, I totally and got then, sucked in. Oh, uh, I didn't like it, but you know, you're, you're you're your own man, and you're entitled to your love of weird people I'm, who shouldn't be our manager. <laughs> I'm I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong, and I was very okay. very wrong. <laughs> Oh, so I was very happy to see him go, and uh, John Farrell now back, uh, back with Farrell. the team. 
uh, leaving the clubhouse. And uh, so let's let's talk about five things that we we can be excited about. Okay. This is uh, this is from our friends at Over the Monster. Yeah, we got a link uh, to this in the show notes already. Nice little blog. Yeah, um, good. Site. So number number one thing to be excited about, and not necessarily in order. But uh, Will Middlebrooks. I'm very excited about Will Middlebrooks. Yeah, a little scrappy guy. Kind of remi- kind of reminds me of Pedroia mm-hmm. early on. Kind of seeing him develop. He's got a nice little soul patch. So uh, he's, he's got to love a, that. He's an exciting kid to watch. He's a hit with the ladies. He's a hit with the lady with the pink hats. And, <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, pink pink hats. <laughs> and the and he's not fighting for his job this year. He's excellent. He's the guy. There we go. So, so show me what you got, Willie. Yeah. His, show uh, me what you got. His old rival for the job, Mr. Euclid, <laughs> has shaved his beard and is in Oh, uh, horrible. Yeah. He looks horrible. really, really strange with, uh, with, he doesn't, beard. well, he looks straight. He doesn't look as bad as, like, Johnny Damon did. That's true. Uh, when he had to shave everything off, but, um, but still bad. But, you know, whatever. Good for Euclid. You know, I, I, I always liked him. And, uh, if he, you know, if he wasn't going to, Land in Boston again. At least he's he's playing somewhere. So you know, I've I've no uh, I've no hate for him like I did for Johnny Damon moving over there. I just I just felt like the circumstances were different. I don't know. Maybe it was because we were so it was so much more of a heated rivalry then yeah. between the two franchises, and you know Damon was such a big part of that that you know and it hasn't been that in the last couple of years. More so because you know the Red Sox have stunk. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, you know, good good for Euclid. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll still yell at him when you know the what 19 times that the Red Sox play them, but uh, you know, until then, you know, I wish him well. Yeah, I mean, he 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 left the he was traded, um, but I don't think anybody would claim that it was. You know, none of the fans are upset with him or anything. So it was it was kind of amicable as far as him and there the team go. and him and the fans so i don't think anybody would be upset with him number 2 number 2 and we kind of touched on it john farrell back i think this should be if we were going in order of importance this would be number 1 yeah so his effect on the starting pitching yeah we all know what a shit show the starting pitching was last year what happened when he left uh specifically with lester who went from being one of the best left-handed pitchers in the game um, won, what, to just being the year? Oh, he was he was just beautiful. It was art. I mean, it was amazing. He was just lighting. It was lights out on everybody, and they couldn't hit him. And it was awesome. And that was it was great. 2007 was a was an amazing year. And you know, he he bounced back and did the same thing again in, in 08. And his last couple of years though, it's been shit it's not been then. the same. Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, so, you know, we're, ho- here's hoping uh, our old pitching coach can, uh, get these pitchers back, uh, where they need to be in terms of their mental and physical state. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. So I'm excited about that. You want to talk about number three? Uh, yeah, let's talk about number three, Mr. <laughs> John Lackey. John what, what I loved about, Lackey. uh, this blog is that they said, the, you know, the, the first line of the blog was, wait, hear me out, <laughs> yeah. which is... Which is they exactly <laughs> what I, which is exactly what I needed to hear, because when I read that, I was literally like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I um, hate, and I know all of you probably know already. I'm sure we, I know we talked about it on the podcast some my complete disdain for everything John Lackey. Yeah, and um, you know, a lot of it has to do with you know the fact that obviously we w- way overpaid for this guy who really showed us a whole lot of nothing. 
but I think it really came down to spring training 2011, which uh, you know we were there for. Yeah. And saw him. He had lost weight. He looked good. I, I think it was kind of what happened with you and Bobby V. You know, I got bought in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I bought into everything, all the news and the reports and the bloggers, and I said, okay, this is it. I talked myself into a oh, John Lackey resurgence, and then he, you know, screwed the pooch again on me in 2011. And he's so crappy. Like he with always the fans does. in the press that. He just, so I, I'm done. I'm done with Lackey. So okay, you're done with Lackey, and I understand. I completely and totally understand that. What if he redeems himself this year? Well, they, so here's the thing: is that he's really got nowhere to go but up. But they made yeah, a funny the bar comment. Is very in low. The, they made a funny comment that short of uh, consuming a baby on the pitcher's mound at Fenway Park, there's not really much he can do to uh, to get people to hate him more than he already is. They don't rule it out. They they, <laughs> they, they got to keep that sellout streak alive. There you go. So so I, yeah. So I hear you on that. Like you know, but I'm always going to be very cautious moving forward with Lackey. So I, I don't know that it's going to be that easy to get me back on yeah. rooting for him, even if he does well. I'm just going to be like, okay, I that's great. That. Show, show me again. You know, show me again, show me again. You know, it's that. You know, we talked about this already. Fool me twice, shame on, shame on me. Fool me once, I don't remember. Shame on some other thing. Same on some, same on Lackey for being a douche. Uh, so yeah, um, I I completely understand that. I I I hope, and I'm I'm holding out some wishful thinking that his new arm and his seemingly better attitude so far this year. And having Farrell there and a completely new staff will turn things around. I don't know. It it may be a complete disaster, but you know, it, it, like you said, there's nowhere to go but up. So if he's if he's terrible and if he's classic John Lackey, then then we're used to it. So number four, number four, the new guys, new guys. the new guys, Shane Victorino, Ross, Napoli, Dempster, Victorino. Uh, I don't follow him on Twitter, but I see some of his stuff retweeted. He seems incredibly excited to be playing for Boston. Yeah, the the Hawaiian, uh, the, the Hawaiian, Hawaiian yeah, the Hawaiian guy, the flying Hawaiian. He's uh, does he bring a spam with him? Uh, sure. You know they, you know they're big on spam I heard over they, there. Like eat that stuff for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it's it's really big over there. They Disgusting. they uh, I think it was with the GIs when they were stationed over there, and so they kind of stayed over there and it got incorporated they in the main spam and syphilis. <laughs> wow, there you go. I don't even know what to say to that. So, uh, yeah, but you lie. You lie with your pre-roll because you said that whatever, there was some comment I made on the last episode that this was the pre-roll and then it turned out I that you I reserve the right to change. You didn't make it the pre-roll. I'm I, just saying. I reserve the right to edit you completely out of the podcast. <laughs> don't, uh, don't put the pre-roll on a pedestal. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the new guys, Victorino. Uh, speaking of David Ross, uh, they've basically announced that Salty and Ross are going to be the catchers and LeVarnway is going to, uh, Portland. Yeah. Well, you know, so, nothing like, uh, uh, some time with the sea dogs to get yeah. your head straight. So there you go. And so uh, love the new guys. I'm actually really excited about Dempster too. I, I think, too, uh, yeah. I think, you know, he was great with the Cubs. I think he's always, he's a heater, man. He can throw the pitch when he wants to, um, you know, gotten in some trouble, uh, and they kept him in a little longer, but uh, I think they always had pitching issues in in Chicago. I mean, they could never get Zambrano straight. No, and uh, so I really think if you've got a, a guy like Farrell in the clubhouse, I think he's gonna gonna put him on the right path. And you know, Farrell's been known to do really, you know, do really well with the with the veterans. I think uh, he handled Schilling, you know, really well, um, mm-hmm. and 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 some other guys in the clubhouse. So I think 
think he's going to do really well with Dempster. So I'm looking forward to him to to really uh you know show us something in the in the in the rotation. Yeah, I think so too. We need it. God knows we need it. For God's sakes, yes. Number five, the bullpen. Oh, okay. So, I have to say the okay. bullpen last year. Do we even have? Was it? Was it almost not have a bullpen because they yeah. kind of pull people in and out. They well, they wanted to stay. Who's starting Bard? He yeah. Bailey got hurt like in the second week. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think we had a bullpen. It it was atrocious. Uh, can I got two words for you about the Red Sox, the 2012 Red Sox bullpen? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Two words. Okay, Mark Melanson. Mm, that who who did we trade? Oh, Jed Lowry was it? Jed Lowry we traded to get him. <laughs> I think that's right. That was awesome. Yeah, Not, good decision there. Or is that Scoot? That wasn't Scudero. I think it was Jed Lowry. Scudero we, went all over the place and then ended. Up, oh, yeah, God. I think it was Jed Lowry. We traded for Melanson, and that was amazing. Yeah. Not so. Um, so yeah, it was. But we it was got some good ones this year. year. Bard. Bard is back in the what's bullpen. Yukara or Yukura? I don't know how yeah. to pronounce his name. Hanrahan, Hanrahan, um, Bailey, Cesara, and Bailey. So the, some... the thing I'm most excited about, honestly, is having Bard back there. He since he got finally got sat down last year, he has been working. Basically, he took some time off. He's been working since then on getting back to his form as a closer. And all well, reports are that he is just lights out good now. Good because they shouldn't have started him. That no, was the problem. Was they had a, they messed his head up because he didn't know if he was gonna be in middle relief. Or he was going to be a starter and what that was like. And so, I mean, it was terrible. So get the kid in the bullpen or get him to close, but don't make him a starter. He's no, not a starter. He's not a starter. And uh, I think I think we're, we'll be better with Bard in the bullpen. I, I agree a thousand percent. We will be, definitely be better with Bard in the bullpen. That's great. That's great. So, so yeah, so, I mean, things are looking positive. I mean, as positive as they can. Pedroia is excited to get things started, and David Ortiz is back, and it looks like his Achilles is, he says it's not 100%, but it is pain-free. So, Excellent. Uh, well, I that's, got, what, that's what I like, to go into camp without a lot of injuries. Yeah, I got three real super fast notes about camp before we move on to other baseball things. Okay. Uh, Actually, it's kind of two things, but anyway. Thing number one, Pedro Martinez and Jason Veritek are with the team in Fort Myers. I love Pedro. On staff with the team. I love it. I think it's awesome. I saw Veritek in his Veritek staff uniform today. It was awesome. Made me very happy. And then uh, one last bit of news before we uh, go into other baseball-related things. Daisuke Matsuzaka has signed with the Cleveland Indians. Hmm. That's not really surprising, given Francona there. Should, can Is I he- say that again? Daisuke Matsuzaka. Signed with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, maybe Frank Kona thinks he can uh, he can salvage him. He's wrong. He's wrong. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I, I just, he didn't have to. I'm sure he didn't have to pay a hundred million dollars like, uh, like we paid here. for him. Let's see. He can make up to four million if he makes the major league squad. Yeah. So there you go. There's no guarantees that that's yeah. going to happen. So, so is he going to pitch in? The it's a World minor baseball? league contract, huh? Is he going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I mean, that'd be interesting. To They've find also out. signed uh, Jason Giambi. Oh well, there you go. To a minor league deal, Moneyball, right there. Moneyball. Uh, so I want to uh, ask you. Yep. It was that without your two things because you said three and then yeah, two. Yeah, and yeah, then that, I want to make sure that I wasn't three things. Mess- two, three guys, two things. <laughs> wow, two two guys, two girls, one cup. Uh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, check out that YouTube video. <laughs> there, there will not be a link to that in the show. <laughs> 
use it your own or view at your own risk. Exactly. Um, so you give me a lot of crap about Lackey about you know how much I dog him and I don't like him. I do. Who, who's your Lackey? I want I want to find I'm I'm who's finding Lackey, Lackey here. Lackey. I want to find your Lackey. Who's your oh Lackey gosh. on the team? Do you have a Lackey? I don't know. That might be something you'll have to. You'll have we'll to, have to work. We'll have to yeah. work on that this season. I'm sure it'll only take a couple of weeks for you to find someone on the team that's pissing Probably. you off. Maybe only a couple of games. Last year it was Daniel Bard. Yeah, but I, I like Daniel that, Bard. That wasn't though. his fault. No, I don't think it wasn't it was his fault. fault. And I like him. Yeah. Okay. Just think about that. You know, that's a good question. I like that. Mull on that for a little bit. I will. I'll mull. Okay. Um. So <laughs> let's uh let's move along. Speaking let's of Terry on. Francona. Yeah, so did so Terry Francona had a nice little uh, podcast. He had a chat with uh, Bill with Simmons. Uh, with the sports guy. fellow podcaster Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons, yes, 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 and uh, it it was nice. So you did get a chance to listen to it. This I was did about, listen to it. I think this was last week or the week before. So mm-hmm. check check this one out on uh, on iTunes on the BS Report. And uh, yeah, you're gonna have to li- search for it because uh, unfortunately they don't do links to the podcast the way we do. So Mm-mm. no, so just uh, search on iTunes on the BS Report and. Uh, search for Terry Francona. And, I think it was the uh, tw- nice little, uh, a nice little uh, forty-five minutes or so. Yeah, it was about, really good. Uh, what what really happened, kind of behind the scenes, and his thoughts. Did you uh, did you enjoy that? I enjoyed it thoroughly. There was some stuff that. Oh, well, first of all, Terry Francona is a class act. He's a really good guy, and um, he seems very realistic about the way things had turned in in Boston and the way certain players were. He was he was very. You know, he wasn't he wasn't throw him under the bus, but he was very realistic about like his relationship with Manny and stuff like that. One thing that I thought was really interesting, I, I had no idea um, until he talked about it. Uh, uh, Bill Simmons asked him, you know, what's one thing that you and Theo Epstein really clashed about? And he was like, well, the one thing that I can really think of is that they wanted to put Papelbon in the starting rotation. And I was yeah. like, Wow. Yeah, closer or starter. Yeah, and I was like, man, that sounds just like Daniel Bard, for one yeah. thing. And secondly, um, man, I'm kind of glad for Terry Francona and for the for the 2007 Red Sox that Francona won that argument. Yep. So you can see the difference between having a strong manager like Francona in there that you know would say this is not we need to keep him in the closer role versus bringing Bobby V in and it didn't even take a year. Uh, for ownership to really, uh, you know, tug at the puppet strings yeah. and get get Bard moving into the starting rotation. And you know, about bringing Bobby V in, you know, the one person who I haven't seen or heard much from this spring training so far is uh Larry Lucino, who's the driving force behind bringing Bobby V in. He's been kind of uh kind of behind the scenes lately. <laughs> so yeah, you, you gotta. You've got to keep a low profile until this team starts to do something, yeah. you know, and justif- justify, see if he made enough uh, moves and acquisitions. So, yeah. uh, inter- also some interesting comments on Manny. Yeah. The uh, stuff about Manny was really interesting. Yeah. It talks about the traveling secretary incident, um, and how mm-hmm. that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. with, uh, with Terry. I think he, you know, mentioned it as, uh, he kind of lost all his extra credit at that point. Didn't he have an incident in the dugout with Euclid at one point too? I think so, but I think that was before. Yeah, I think you're right. And then I think, but I think that was he just kind of shrugged that off the players being players. And um, but this was different, you know. Yeah. This was this was Manny, was pretty you serious. know, a helpless guy that you know really was a bad situation. Um, but there was also an interesting thing that Bill Simmons talked about was the the knucklehead theory. 
uh, that right, is yeah. is propositioned by Steve, his friend Steve Kerr of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, and you know, the fact that you can get away with having one knucklehead on your team as long as everyone else is kind of, you know, going the straight and narrow. Right. Exactly. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's um, something that's, you know, is that just more, do you feel like that can happen in baseball with such a, I, I with think, a bigger group? Yeah, I think it's, it's with a bigger group, it's, it seems like, you know, you've got more guys there to balance that out, but I think it also, it depends. I mean, you've got 25 guys there and it's so many different relationships and, and so many different personalities that it'd be really hard to, you know, come up with a generality like that, I think. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think in baseball, there's more leeway in a clubhouse. There's so many more games. There's so many more people. Um, that it just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a whole different animal. Yeah, and it, it's tough. It's tough because you are playing, you know, so many games yeah. versus basketball. You know, and a lot of those guys aren't, I mean, it's not like in basketball where, you know, even if you're not playing, like, you're right there courtside. Like in baseball, you get 25 guys, and at any given time, you know, half the pitchers, half the team is out in the bullpen, you know, and four out of the five starters are sitting down taking a break that night, and it's just, it's so different. I hear you. I feel you. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, the last thing that I thought was really interesting with the podcast is he talked about uh, his statement that when you think you have enough pitching, that's when you need to go get more. Yes. And I couldn't agree with that more, and that's I really felt like we, right. we uh, messed that up big time last year. I think there was just a sense of wanting to really make things work from within yep. and pull guys out of places that they're comfortable with and... You know, I just as I didn't soon like as you it. hear an owner or a manager say, "Yeah, I think we're good on pitching," that team yeah. is doomed. Yep, you, you pitching is what wins you championships, yeah. and that's why I'm worried about some of these teams that we'll talk about in a second because of uh of the strong uh strong lineups that they're gonna put up against the Red Sox. Yep. So, so uh, he was doing anything this, else um in support of his new book. Yes. Yeah, so and, yeah, I did order his book, book. Right. I did get the book. I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm taking a trip. Uh, business trip at the end of the month. I think I'm going to try to read it on the plane there. We, we'd like but, to uh, have a, a thousand word report. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll read the book and then I'll send it to you. Oh, sweet. And then you read it. Okay. And then, and then we'll both talk about it. That'd be and then awesome. we only, and then we each only have to write 500 words. I like it. <laughs> see how, see how that two I plus like two you did. Excellent. So we'll, uh, that'll be our report. We'll, you know, get that in before uh, the end of spring training and that will be, uh, that'll be fun. That'd so be awesome. I, I'm sure it's a lot of the same. It just talks about, you know, his, view and uh, point of view and reference point of being the manager on this team for the seven seven years, right? Seven, eight years that he was there. Eight years, I guess. Um, and uh, what it was like behind the scenes uh, managing these two clubs, managing the two clubs that ended up winning the title, obviously two very different clubs uh, 2004 and 2007 and then everything in between from free agent acquisitions to dealing with management. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, you know just based off of the podcast. I think it's going to be a pretty good read. And, and obviously he writes it. It's with Dan Shaughnessy right. of the Boston Globe. And so it should He's be a pretty yeah, good should, writer. Yeah, it should be a good read. So I'm going to check it out, and then I'm going to send it your way, and, uh, and then we'll talk. Awesome. Book report coming. Boom. So... So I just I've got a couple of of questions here for you okay. for some of the top MLB storylines. Okay. All right. So um, number number one. Number true one. Or, question the first. True or false? Three playoff teams this year will come from California. Oh. Three playoff teams will come from California, meaning AL and NL. Correct. 
Hmm. I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that's true. Okay. So I would agree with you. I think you look at the, the teams in question, you've got, I know you don't, you know, I you hate know, to admit it, but earmuffs, but the two time, you know, last three year uh, world champion giants coming back strong. Yeah. They've got all their guys back. Yeah. They're ready again. You've got, um, the Dodgers and the angels spending some kiss yeah. uh, in the off season. And, then you've got the Oakland A's who are sitting around there moneyballing it with the as the defending AOS champs. Yep. I mean, you could literally have four teams. Literally have four teams. But uh, you'll definitely have three, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, anything uh, could happen, but yeah, it, it does, I mean, those are four good set, teams. It's so. setting itself up that way. Um, how good are the Blue Jays? They've they've made some moves, man. Can I read you their pitchers? Yeah. Do you have to? Josh Johnson. <laughs> Brandon Morrow, uh, Ricky Romero, uh-huh. R. R. A. Dickey, and Mark oh. Mark, Mark Burley. Oh gosh! I mean, not yeah, you know after Josh Johnson, you know, not you know the who's who, but still some serviceable That's guys. Solid. That yeah. when you, even when you go down to Mark Burley at number five, uh, he's still he's a serviceable pitcher. Yeah. At, at five, I mean, you talk about what was who was our fifth starter he's last no dice year? Gay. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Was he our fifth? I think he was our fourth. <laughs> We had what uh, Dubrant in there. Oh gosh, <laughs> that didn't get me started. <sighs> so, so I'm saying, you yeah, know, I, you they, gotta watch out for the Blue Jays. Yeah, their their pitching is pretty solid. Um, yeah, I think they'll be they'll be a, a good team. I mean, especially given the fact that you know the the Red Sox are still reeling right. from the past two years. So I, I yeah, would say I so. I think they'll they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be a good team. Will the Yankees stay at the top? No. Okay. I don't think so. I think they're old. Okay. And you got Rivera, Pettit, Jeter. Yeah. And um No no Swisher, no Russell Martin. You know, the those those Orioles not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a lot of strong teams. Yep. And we just talked about the Blue Jays too. Yeah. So it's uh it's gonna be it's a very tough division, even more so. Usually you could pencil the Red Sox and the Yankees up at the top. I don't and, think you can do that this year by uh, any stretch. Uh, okay. Uh let's move over to the NL. Okay. Can the Nationals win it all? Yeah, I think they could. I don't know if they will, but I think they could. Because if they win it all, it's because of... So let me ask you this question. Okay. If the Nats win it all, who's the MVP on the Nats? Is it Strasburg or is it Harper? Probably. Ooh. Is that, uh, that's a it good depends question. on what kind of year Strasburg has, because I think Harper's mm-hmm. going to be solid all year. But if you if you... Someone told you... You know, if they had the Gray's Sports Almanac and said and came uh-huh. back and said, "Hey, you need to bet on the Nats this year because the Nats win it all." Who, who would be your bet to to have gotten the MVP? I for the for the team. Where mm, would you put your Where would you put your money? I would think you I put, your put money? my money on Harper. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just do you think he has that one one guy having a game changing season could get in there? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Harper lover. Yeah. You gonna do you wear eye paint in your sleep? I'm not telling you what I wear in my <laughs> sleep. Nothing. No, I, I I paint nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So so nationals nationals can win it all. Huh? I think they could. Okay. They were they were pacing it last year until they had that monumental. Uh, Collapse in the playoffs. Oh, that that was a hard know, game to watch. If only, if only they had a 
a youthful starting pitcher that wasn't on an inning. If limit. only. <laughs> oh, you know they also they also have uh, Dan Heron. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, from the Diamondbacks, he can. Uh, he's not. You know. Nothing he's nothing to, to shy away from. Nothing to shy away from. So so interesting. So the storylines there. Um, any other major storylines that knock that bump out at you? Um, I've got one other thing I wanted to, to get your opinion on, but I, just just in terms of storylines, nothing you know, I can if, really think of. You know, it's so early yet. You know, we need to let these guys get out on the field and do their thing, and yeah, I'm we'll sure a, there'll still be some moves, and we'll have a like little that. we'll have a little Fort Myers report. Yeah, live from Babes. <laughs> you know so much about that place that you've never been to. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, can let's talk about PEDs for a second. Yeah, let's think, do that. I don't think that we can talk about baseball or really, frankly, any sport right now without at least mentioning that. Obviously, you know, in our in a baseball discussion, as we talk about it, uh, nobody was selected for the Hall of Fame this year. It was the I first know. the first time since uh, sixty. When was it? Ninety six. First time since ninety six. I think that's right. Yeah. So you had Bond. Obviously, you got to get seventy five percent of the vote, which is an interesting number to begin with. I mean, that's so impossible. Almost. You got guys that have been on the list for fifteen, twenty years. God, it was easier to it's easier to repeal prohibition than to <laughs> get into the Hall of Fame. Roe v. Wade. Right. Uh, yeah, Bonds at thirty six point two percent. McGuire, I'm a little shocked. Bonds got that much. Yeah, that's pretty high. McGuire sixteen point nine. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Sosa twelve point five. I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought Sosa would be up a little higher. Uh, he just didn't. I don't he think he's getting li- in, but he isn't very likable. You know, he wasn't no, very likable, and he just. I don't think when you compare him to McGuire, if you're going to let one guy in, it's not Sosa. Didn't he get caught with a corked bat at one point? Yeah, people don't tend to shy away yeah. from that. People don't like that. Not good. Uh, Clemens at thirty seven point six, and <sighs> and Schilling at thirty eight point. I think see Clemens' issue is that he lied about it. I think people hate liars. Um, yeah, and Schilling at thirty eight point eight. Yeah, so pretty high, pretty high for Schilling. Uh, Schilling of late has been, mm. dude. He have you seen him on television, bro? Bro, eight eats a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's 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 crazy. Ooh. It's crazy. Yeah, he, so, he's appro- he's approaching like Sabathia territory. Wow, really? Yeah. That's not he's good. he's got the like hot dog rolls. Man, I could go for a hot dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- and this whole story that he's come up with. Well, I mean, he didn't come up. I mean, he's just relaying it. But the whole story about him getting approached by a member of the Red Sox staff about using drugs and and it's such a complete non-story. I don't know if you saw how it like panned out. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it, and then yeah. I also saw the story about uh, Papelbon and Toradol. Yeah, and whatever. It's just a, it's a painkiller. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, so here's my thing: is it's where do you where do you draw the line of testing? Right, right. So what is what is good and what is What's not acceptable good? Acceptable and what isn't? You, I mean, we give HGH. Can they take an ibuprofen? You know, well, we give HGH to old people. Why can't we give it to athletes? I Why, give HGH what? to heart. There you go. I mean, you know, we're trying to keep our healthy and around for a long time so we can talk about them. That's right. So I'll, here's my thoughts. Like, what's wrong with using science to help an athlete recover quicker or to reach the pinnacle of his athletic prowess, his athleticism? I mean, where is, you know, what, what's wrong with that? As people, obviously, you look at the story with Adrian Peterson this year, right? So mm-hmm. I know you're not a huge football fan, but you you probably know his issue. He went down with the ACL and 
I think it was ACL and MCL injury in December of last year. Uh-huh. Norm, normal recovery time is, you know, nine, 10 months. And that's, you know, you're pushing it there. He came back and had one of the best seasons of anyone ever as a running back in the league. Uh, it was great. It was amazing. So I was saying, what if years later we found out that Adrian Peterson was using PEDs? Mm-hmm. Would we would we care? Should we should we care? I mean, I would always take that miracle season over, you know, over one without it. Yeah, but, uh, it's a really tough issue. It's a very tough issue, and and I don't. I I mean, you know, part of me wants to say, you know, ban it all, test them for everything, but then. Because you know you do want a clean sport. You don't want you know hulking. You know. Well, I think so. There's the line. Is it yeah, when? That's the question. I, is where and, is the line? Right. So when you're looking at, um, you know, these athletes that their heads grew like eight sizes. You know, yeah, when you look at Barry Bonds. Right. When you look at Barry Bonds, so there you go, poster child. Uh, I think that's there's there's an issue there, obviously. So, but I think some of these other, you know, cortisone shots and whatever platelet. Uh, injections and people going to Germany for whatever. Don't go I mean, to Germany. Why not? Kobe Bryant's got ten more years now. <laughs> Just, I mean, why? I say why not? So you know, uh, I do wonder: should you and I be taking podcast enhancing drugs? <laughs> maybe we could win a. Maybe that'll help us win that podcast award this fall. It can't hurt. Perform podcast enhancing drugs. Is that that's at our PEDs? That's our PEDs. Are they? Am I going to have to piss in a cup before I go on next episode? Well, you're the only one in your house, right? <laughs> I think so. so. Who knows? Who, I don't know who's watching. I have no I control. I don't know what if the, you do in a cup. I don't know if the podcast committee is uh is got got it out for know. me. They might be hiding behind your bushes. So I just I don't know. I, I I'm torn on this. I understand your your thoughts about keeping it clean, but I just say you know we're it's 2013. We have ability to have whatever science is there to make these athletes better than they were. What is wrong with having our athletes compete at the highest level in the peakest physical condition they can be? I I mean, I think I, one thing that I've also thought about is, you know, why not just make the line, you know, whatever is legal. If it's legal for them to use it, then it's legal to use. Right. Like you can't blood dope, but you can, you know, use steroids. Cause I think a lot of times people chalk it. I know in the NFL, they do it a lot of times if they get banned for some substance, they're like, Oh, it's cause I took Adderall and it's a banned substance. I'm like, really? It's a prescription medicine. It's a banned substance right? Exactly. because it's a stimulant. And, uh, I can't, you know, I can't have excessive testosterone levels, but people take it all the time for low testosterone. I don't know. So that's the thing. And I don't think there, there isn't consistency across the sport either. And so, you know, you've got some, you know, league that'll test for HGH and another that won't and some leagues that'll, you know, test for a hundred different things and ban it. Other ones are kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, they kind of look the other way. Right. So it's what we're, you yeah. know, oh, well, you're on something, but it's nothing that's coming up in our system. So, you know, we'll let you slide. Right. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know. It's a I, very tough issue. I need to read more about it um, and learn more about it. And maybe hopefully, you know, doing this podcast will, will help me do that as I kind of get more into the baseball season this year and, you know, report back stuff and, you know, just be more knowledgeable. I think, uh, I think it's, it's a hot issue and I think it's something that's really important uh, going on right now. What about, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it is very important. Um, it seems like, 
in baseball at least, it may be for current players not as big an issue as it is in, say, football, but it's still definitely an issue. And we're now, as you noted with the Hall of Fame thing, we're coming up into to the to the issue where all these guys are coming up eligible for the Hall of Fame, and the question is, well, did they did they cheat? You know, did they did they use substance substances to get them to the point where they could be, you know, Hall of Fame material? And these are all things that you know are going to have to be discussed. And and well, it's how do you out. know, right? It's how do you right, know? Exactly. They, they weren't testing for it then. It's just your assumption that they have a big head or that they had a super inflated season late in their career that automatically that now they're being considered as yeah. a PED user. Well, so yeah, I think that that goes everywhere. It's like so you, people obviously even with this AP thing, they were saying, oh yeah, he pr- I don't know. I hope he didn't use PEDs. I love this guy. He's such a nice guy. I hope he didn't use them to come back early. So mm-hmm. that's always the default is, oh wow, he he's 36 and he just you know um, had you know hit 300 and had 50 uh, home runs. He must be doing something. Yeah, it is as a, as opposed to. Man, what a magical season he's having. Right, he's just exactly. he's just he's just getting it done on every level. It's a shame that, you know, looking back on someone's career, you know, 30 years ago if someone has, you know, an amazing season or, you know, you know, it's not not exactly apples to apples, but you know, if 30 years ago they have that kind of, you know, progression to a Hall of Fame type career, you know, you don't look back on their career and say, "Well, you know, you, you look back and you go, oh, well, you know, that was a really great career. Let's reward them by being in the Hall of Fame. And now you look at that amazing career and you automatically, because it's so amazing, start thinking, well, they cheated. Yep. Oh, there has to be a reason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, they were using. So then it's, you know, you don't need a lot of people to perpetuate that. And you look at these baseball writers who a lot of them have been around for a long time to get 75% even with a little bit of dissension in there. How do you get 75% very... of people to agree on anything other exactly. than Babe Ruth? Exactly. Without even without the PED discussion, I think it's hard to get it's And he was on hot dogs. <laughs> wow. Was he? And beer. He was on everything, dude. Yeah, he was. Um, so I think it's just it, it's going to be really difficult for these guys to ever make it in the Hall of Fame, but is that the right thing? Is that how do you know you're you're basing it off of um, assumptions, the Mitchell report, and a lot of other things that are factoring in with the media to kind of say, hey, I'm going to make a blanket statement and say all these guys in this era were dirty mm-hmm. and none of these guys can get into the Hall of Fame ever. So whether whether it's 100% true or not, to them it is, and that's their vote. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but it is what it is. It It seems like, yeah, it seems like that kind of the the assuming and in the blanket statement of you know this is this was going on so anybody that had a great season during that time was doing it that just it does a disservice to well to the guys that were playing clean and it does a disservice to you know you know well it, you know why did i work so hard to you know to bust my butt every day why did I go through the things I went through to have that Hall of Fame career if I'm going to finish and they're going to say, well, you were just dirty. Oh, well. Well, I just say, let him in the, I mean, put Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame. Put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Put Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. Just put an asterisk there and say, these players were playing during 
you know, a time when there wasn't testing, uh, 100% testing for these PEDs and, you know, take it for what you will. And, Mm -hmm. but they need, they belong in the Hall of Fame. In fact, I mean, those years, those years with less to less extent, Barry Bond, just because of his, how he's reacted in years since to, to everything. And I, I just got really turned off by him. But you think about Mark McGuire in the, in that year he had and what it did for baseball in a time when baseball that really huge in time for when baseball really needed it after the strike yep. and, and people were really turned away from baseball. I think, I mean, in just his career in general, adding on to that year, I think he deserves a place in the hall of fame, put an asterisk there and explain to future generations what the issues were in these in these years, yeah. but to not have him there, I think is is wrong. Yeah, I I I think, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily agree a hundred percent, but I definitely see your point. And the other thing along those lines is, you know, you look back at like the pitchers, you know, look at the Cy Youngs and 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 all these guys from back in the dead ball era. You know, we don't put an asterisk next to their name. They were throwing a ball that was a lot harder to hit. And they had amazing careers as pitchers. You know, we don't, we let them in the Hall of Fame. Right. It was a different game. Exactly. It was a different game. And so I'm saying this is a new era and a new generation of players that can push themselves to the greater limit than they ever could. I mean, you look at players that went down with some of these same injuries that, you know, like Tommy John, you know, Tommy John, yeah. you talk about Tommy John surgery and yeah, exactly. how it was yeah. such a, de- it was a death blow you know, 30, 40 years ago, and now what they can do, they can come back in a year and and be a really productive pitcher. So it's yeah. medical guys technology. Like, uh, like Tiger Woods getting LASIK, and now they've like hawk eyes, and they can see, you know, 500 right. so, yards. So is that perform? I mean, that's performance enhancing. Yeah. So where do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, if you've got a... a- Baseball players do that all the time. Oh, yeah. They get, uh, you know, they get that. They wear, they wear those sunglasses that um, help them, you know, see better too, and and take a lot of the glare off. I mean, that's performance enhancing. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna take this to its logical yet absurd conclusion, you know, they shouldn't be wearing gloves because they enhance performance. Right. They, yeah, cause they didn't do that back in the day. Nope. They were playing. They were playing clean. They were playing clean. Right. No cleats. No right. gloves. So I, I, it's it's tough. You're going down a rabbit hole. And it's it's definitely a slippery slope um, to what you're defining as a clean yeah. and dirty. It's a really uh, really hard topic. Yeah, so I think it's one that we should revisit. Um, I think it's definitely going to you know come up this year. Obviously, with the the fact that no one got into the Hall of Fame, I think it's going to be a, even more of a hot topic as you see in other sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like bas- basketball, I think is going to start testing for HGH, um, and obviously it's a big deal in football, and they do a lot, a lot of suspensions throughout the year because yep. of it. Uh, just like they do in baseball, and we've seen that you know in years past with uh, you know Melky Cabrera, uh, mm-hmm. Manny Manny Ramirez, um, Ryan Braun, who then got his repealed. Yeah. So I mean, you've 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 got some high profile names out there that have uh, tested positive, and I think that's going to be more of that. Definitely, definitely. So so, but uh, an interesting topic. I wanted to throw that out there as we start this season. I think it's a, a real important one, and and uh, if you know if you guys uh, listeners have any comments on that, I'd love to hear you. And I uh, love to hear what you think uh, about you know performance enhancing drugs as well as uh, you know the, the 2013 season and, and what's in store this year. So definitely give us some feedback. Boom. So uh, that's our show for today. Anything anything else that you uh, needed to cover? I think uh, I think we got everything. I loved every minute of it. Excellent. It was a, it was a fun show. or just around an hour and a half here. 
So I think it's time to say goodbye to uh, all our company. I R R C O N P O D. There you go. Oh. I, had to, I had to stop it short. That was great, wasn't it? That was nice. Uh, all right, guys. This was a great episode. Obviously, as always, uh, would love for you us uh, to continue this conversation on the Twitter. And you can uh, follow me at, at the Real Fish. Follow uh, Mr. Mac Genius Nicholas, um, or otherwise known as Doctor Baseball, <laughs> at uh, at Ford on our five seven nine. And I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, we'll be back next week, maybe with some uh, some Oscar talk and Oscars. Uh, and some other uh, frivolous nothingness, as we uh, have come to expect in this episode. <laughs> Uh, for, for Nicholas, this is Brandon. Uh, take care, guys. Uh, stay frosty.